Hello, hello, federal employees. It is so good to have you here with me today for this episode. This episode is going to be unique, but I hope it will not be the last of its type because today we are going to take a question that I get because I get a ton of questions from federal employees all over the world, all over the country, all over about their benefits, about retirement. So I'm going to take a question I received that I thought was pretty interesting and has a lot of nuggets in it and I'm gonna share it with you so that hopefully in the future, maybe once a week, I don't know exactly how often, but I'm going to just answer a question I get and share it with you, my viewers, my listeners. So for this one, it really, really helps to have a screen because I'm gonna read the question, it'll be there, and I'm gonna walk you through some examples. And so if you're on the podcast, I'll do my very, very best to walk you through by my voice, but again, when you're not driving, check out the YouTube channel, it'll help you really, really understand what I'm talking about a little more, but I still think the podcast will be valuable. So if you are driving, keep on listening. It'll be a good one. Okay, so let's jump right in. I'm going to go to my screen and share the question. All right, here I am at my screen. So I'm going to read first this question, and it's a big one. So I'm going to break it down into a few parts and kind of walk you through some of the things that I think about when I read this question. So from the top, it says, should I transfer my TSP balance to a different fund before making a lump sum withdrawal. Hmm, interesting. Okay. My concern relates to the share values, not the amount. Hmm, okay. I am single, 65, and expect to retire in 2022, but I'm on the three bad day plan, so, so, so 2021 is possible. I plan to purchase a new home in 2021. Okay, so let's break that apart. So their initial question, and probably their core question is, <clears throat> Should they move their TSP around to the different funds in certain ways before they make a lump sum withdrawal? Should they move stuff around? That's the question. But they also said, hey, they're single, they're 65, and expect to retire in a year and a half-ish in 2022, or earlier if they, <laughs> they don't like their job for three days in a row. Okay, that's a great place to be, by the way, to like your job, but have the financial resources where if something changes and you don't like your job as much, you can retire and afford to leave just fine. That's a great place to be. Okay, so let's move on. They say, hey, I plan to purchase a new home in 2021. I wish to withdraw a lump sum for my TSP to augment existing savings for covering the down payment on the new property, fixed it costs on the old property, and to cushion for OPM delays, and they plan on splitting the withdrawal between 2020 and 2021 to minimize the taxes and the Medicare modified adjusted gross income later. Okay, so there's a lot going on. Let's break that down. So they need money from the TSP to cover their down payment, to cover fixed costs on their old property, as well as, as I mentioned last episode, when you retire, this is the part about the OPM delays, right? When you retire, there is a delay between when you stop working and receiving paychecks and when you get your pension. It takes OPM time to process your application. Now, it generally takes at least three months to receive anything from OPM, as well as another three months to get your full pension. So check out my last episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and if you do, awesome, you're on top of it. Okay, also, she mentions here in the question, she plans on splitting this big lump, lump sum payment withdrawal between 2020 and 2021. So splitting it between two tax years. And there's a couple reasons for doing this. First, 
lower your taxes in each one of these years. That's big. Second, for Medicare Part B, and she, she references here. So your modified adjusted gross income, that matters because based on that number, your Medicare Part B premiums are calculated. That is how they're calculated. So the higher your modified adjusted gross income, the higher your Medicare Part B premiums. Now, for a number of feds, Medicare Part B may not make sense, but for many feds, it does make sense. So you definitely want to take this into account if you have higher incomes and you need Medicare Part B, definitely think about coming up with strategies to keep your modified adjusted gross income down to keep your premiums down as well. Okay. So it says, I can make two interfund transfers per month. So should I transfer to a high share value fund before withdrawing and then transfer back? Thanks. And your articles in FedSmith are very helpful. Okay. Very cool. So we jumped on a few aspects here. First of all, I do want to mention, you want to be careful when taking money out for large purchases, for example, a home, a property, something that you're not leaving your TSP desolate, right? And that your financial plan still works. I have no clue in this lady's situation what makes sense for her, but let's assume it makes perfect sense, right? Um, just make sure for you, if you take large lump sums out, first, you're not gonna get killed in taxes. And second, it makes sense and you're gonna have enough in there to grow over time, to provide the income in retirement that you need. Okay, so to her main question, basically her question is, hey, I'm gonna take a large lump sum out of the TSP. Should I move stuff around and move my TSP balance into the high share value funds before withdrawing? So for those that may not know what that means, let me kind of break it down. Each fund has a share price. For example, here is example share prices. For example, one share of G fund is a dollar. One share of C fund is $2. These are examples. The actual share prices can be found here at the tsp.gov website. But the reason I don't really focus on these share prices much is because when you look at the share prices on an individual day, they mean nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. The only time we care about share prices is when they change. That is when we care about share prices because whether a share price of G fund is $1 or $2, the only thing that you care about is when it grows or decreases. That's when you care, okay? So what this federal employee is asking, should I move the funds that have a lower share price? Should I, should I sell those, put it into the funds that have a higher share price? For example, in my example, it's the iPhone right here, and then take the withdrawal, and then transfer things back to how they were. And because we only care about share prices when things change, it, on, it doesn't make a difference whether you move everything to the iFund and then transfer things back once you make the withdrawal. It doesn't make a difference. It, the only time it makes a difference is when the share prices change in between your transfers. But probably why she's asking this question is because with the TSP, you're limited on how you could take money out. You can decide to take money out of the Roth TSP or the traditional TSP. That is a choice you can make. But you cannot specifically say, hey, these $6, I wanna take that out of the iFund, right? All you can say is, hey, I need $6. And then the TSP is gonna take that proportionally out of all the funds you own. For example, in this example, if you, need, if you take out $6, it's gonna take three from this one two from this one and one from this one. That's proportional. 
because you have a total of six and so it takes half of each. That's how it works. So all that matters is when the share price changes. All that matters is that for your long-term strategy, once you take money out, that you get your TSP back into an allocation that makes sense for your long-term needs. That is what matters. Moving stuff around right before a withdrawal, it's not gonna make a difference. The only thing that actually matters is having your long-term investment strategy make sense in a way that whatever the mixture is between the G, C, I, S, and F fund, whatever makes sense for you, or whether you actually move it to an IRA, which there's pros and cons of that, that you have a strategy that makes sense. One reason this question comes up is because in an IRA, it's a little simpler. You can decide which funds to sell and which funds not to sell. For example, one strategy that I often use with clients is that you have funds that are not as risky. For example, the G fund, the F fund, things like that. And in IRAs, they're similar funds. They're not, of course, the same funds. They're different, but they're, they act for similar purposes. And then there's the more aggressive funds, the C fund, the I fund, um, the S fund. And in an IRA, there's similar funds that do similar things. So when the market is up and the C fund, the S fund, the I fund, they're doing super well, super, super high, then as retiree clients, as they need money, then we want to sell high. Meaning when the market's up, we want to sell out of the high investments, right? The CS and I funds, or in an IRA, the comparative funds. But when the market's down, let's say it's a huge bear market and the market is way down, then a strategy that you can use is you actually don't touch the CSMI funds. You take money that you need to live at the G fund or the F fund, right? It allows the CSNI funds to grow over time and to recover without selling when it's low. The whole strategy is to buy low, sell high. That's the strategy that works. Now, we're not timing the market. We don't know when it's gonna go up and down, but all we can say is, hey, relatively speaking, the market's high right now. Let's do this. Relatively speaking, the market's low right now. Let's do this. That is something that does work over time, but trying to time the market of, oh, I think the market's about to drop, go all to the G fund, that is not a good strategy, right? Over time, you're going to lose. There's a bunch of articles, bunch of research that shows that the odds of you timing the market successfully well over time is very, very low, and you actually do better by finding a strategy that makes sense for you in your retirement and sticking to it. Okay, so I'm done. Hopefully that was helpful. If you guys have questions that are helpful for the entire community, for the entire audience that I talk to, federal employees, please share. Please ask your questions, and I cannot promise I'm going to get to all of them, but if there are some great questions that you guys have, I will pick them to talk about them on a future article, future YouTube video, and podcast. So I look forward to your input. And again, I hope this is helpful. And you guys have a great rest of your day. And I will see you next time.